Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 17. I'm your host, Heather, and today we are talking about three different ways you can attack your fears. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, where you'll find the tools to level up your business, your mindset, and your life. Please pass the seatbelt. Fear tends to be kind of, it's, it's the go-to reason for a lot of things for a really good reason. Fear can show up in our lives in so many different ways. It can impact so many areas of your life that you don't even realize are, are being impacted specifically by fear. And it can show up as everything from anger to overeating to oversleeping um, to perfectionism to, you know, overcompensating and overdoing. Fear can come out even in the same person in so many different ways. The funny thing is I'm actually decided to do this podcast while kind of in the midst of one of my own little mini fear spirals that happen every now and then in the run of a week. So I just got off the phone with some, you know, not super fantastic news And I was like, no, I just want to go hide for a bit. I just want to go do something. I want to, you know, hide under a blanket or I don't know, have a drink of gin or something like that. And instead I'm here and I have my peppermint tea and I'm going to do this podcast because it's important that one of the ways that I don't even have on this list. So while this is called three ways to attack your fears, you're getting a bonus one because of where I am right now. One of the ways to attack your fears is to do something you enjoy and that you're good at. Doing these podcasts make me, it makes me happy and it's something that I'm giving to the world. It's one of my ways of giving back and it's something that I like. I'm, I enjoy it. I'm good at it. It flows really easily. So I will tell you, aside from these three ways to take on your fears, I will tell you that Deciding to jump into something that's going to put you in a more positive state of mind, fear does not live well with happiness, fear does not live well with hope, and fear doesn't live well with appreciation. So if you can do one of those three things, focus on happiness, hope, and appreciation, you'll actually will be attacking your fears. Then (laughs) there's three other things you can do that I actually had planned on this list. (laughs) So the first one of the actual ways to attack your fears is to take a time out. That's the thing I did not do this time because I chose happiness instead. The reason I was able to do that was that this is a really minor little blip. This isn't a, you know, doubled over pain in my stomach, chest is short, This doesn't feel like the end of the world. It's that moment of, oh no, am I going to be okay? Am I going to be all right? Not, oh no, I'm not going to be okay. So that's, that's kind of where me right now working through fear, I generally tell people not to. I generally tell you to take a time out. If you are experiencing full on fear, you can't think clearly. Your brain is flooded with chemicals that absolutely interrupt your regular level of concentration, your regular level of cognition, and your regular level of creativity. 
put a gun to somebody's head and ask them to solve a puzzle, it's not going to go well. That's what flight, <laughs> fight, flight, or freeze does to you. It literally takes away every option but one of those three. So if that's happening, I would like you to choose freeze. But instead of choosing freeze, I would like you to take a time out. Feel if you can, you can feel how fear is presenting in your body, first of all. You can have a conversation. So how am I feeling fear today? Oh, I'm feeling it in my stomach. Okay, let me lay here and just feel it in my stomach and be really focused on your body. So this is, this is really good for a situational based fear or general, like longer term anxiety. So you can sit with your fears, maybe try some tapping, some EFT. So where you will be discussing the fear, you can, you can, um, Google or YouTube tapping. It's a really, really incredibly effective technique where you state your fears out loud while tapping on your energy meridians until they start to lift. And then you tap through the positive other side of that. But the most important thing, whether you're tapping, whether you're laying, whether you're going to go give yourself a bath because you're overwhelmed, whatever it is, stop. Feel your fear all the way to the end. Feeling your fears all the way to the end is what we do when you're doing immersion therapy. If people are afraid of snakes, you'll be, you know, shown a picture of a snake until you panic, panic, panic. And then your brain just can't keep you in panic mode because nothing's really happening to you. So then you calm down. And then you're shown a picture of the snake again. And you never get quite as scared as you did that first time of just a picture. So then you'd be shown a video of a snake and you panic, panic, panic until you calm down. And then the next time and the next time and the next time. And then you can be in a room with a snake and the same thing. You'll, you'll go into panic mode and then you will calm down because your brain can't keep you at that insanely high level of cortisol over a really long period of time. Trying to work through your fear when you are still flooded with adrenaline, cortisol, all of those things, and they are going to be blocking you is actually going to compound the situation because you're going to not only have your fear and anxiety, you're also going to have a feeling that you are failing. You're going to end up, it's going to hit your confidence. It's going to go beyond just feeling fear into feeling all kinds of really negative things about yourself. So stop and feel it all the way to the end. Then start paying attention to the thoughts that are in your head and do not judge them. This is all while you're taking your time out. Don't judge the thoughts you're having. Write them down. Immediately, right now, as they are, write them down as if they were true. So if your boss brought you in or your boss, you know, sent you an email that says, we need to talk at this time or this time or this time, whatever it happens to be. And you feel like you're about to get fired. And you feel like because you're about to get fired, you're not going to be able to pay your mortgage. And then you're going to have to, you know, talk to somebody for a loan. And then you're going to have to, and then you're going to have to, and then you're going to have to. And you're having these spiraling thoughts, write them down. It does two different things. First of all, it gets them out of your head. Those thoughts can flow from your head, down your shoulder, out to your hand, and out through your pen, and now they're no longer inside of you. There is a release there. There is a, okay, I don't have to think this anymore because now it's on paper and your brain can let it go. 
The second thing it does is allows you to go back. Once you're not in that fear spiral, you will be able to go back and reread what you were thinking when you were. And you'll be able to look at it with a much clearer head and go, okay, so when I'm in a fear spiral, what do I do and how do I think? What that will do is help you the next time. You'll be able to identify those fear spirals much, much, much quicker. You'll be able to know, even if I think this, it ends up being this. So if your boss says, by the way, we can't have you, you know, we can't give you weekends off anymore. That's what the meeting was about. So, so, so sorry, but we can't do weekends off anymore. And you're like, oh my goodness, but I'm not fired. You can go back to that list and go, wow, I just spent an hour in a fear spiral when all it turned out is I have to work every second Saturday. Okay, so that gives you ammunition the next time you get into a fear spiral that you'll be able to get yourself back out of it. That's the magic of the long enough timeout. So let the, the flood, the absolute flood of adrenaline, cortisol, and all of those chemicals rush through you, feel how it feels in your body, and then write down the actual thoughts you were thinking as if they were true. Number two, exercise. Moving your body at a really high intensity will reinforces your, your mind. Your mind can only focus on one thing. So if you are in the middle of an incredibly tense or sorry, intense <laughs> workout, or let's say you're doing yoga and you're taking on a really complex pose, specifically a complex pose that requires strength and balance. So you're using your whole brain. You will be able to refocus yourself away from the fear and into just your body. What that does is it gives your brain a chance to process the chemicals that it has just released. It also gives your body a chance to use up that adrenaline you just had. You'll have the best workout of your life. If you decide to go, okay, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to go for a gentle walk because I want to take care of myself right now. I'm going to baby myself a little bit. A gentle walk will actually give your brain the space to allow those fears to creep up and get worse. It gives you that chance where you can't write things down because you're on a walk. You can't brain dump. You can't talk to a friend. You can't do those things. So you'll be just walking around locked into your thoughts because your brain doesn't need to do anything for you to go on a gentle walk. It can go on to automatic. You need it to be going hard. Whatever hard means for you. It doesn't mean that you have to go run a marathon. Running a marathon right now would probably kill me, but I will go to a more intense yoga class or I will go to CrossFit and really, really fully go into the intensity of it, depending on how my body feels that day. The point of it is not to punish yourself. The point of it is to exercise so intensely that your body cannot concentrate, your mind cannot concentrate on anything other than using your body effectively. The third thing I want to do, probably after you either take a time out or you exercise, is to forgive yourself. Everybody focuses so much on how forgiveness is about you and not about the other person who has done you wrong. But what about when you are the other person who has done you wrong? What about when every time you feel fear, you get this sense of anger at yourself? Or the fact that fear has hijacked your day now makes you frustrated with yourself and angry with yourself. 
You need to forgive yourself for your fears. You need to forgive yourself for your reaction to your fears. And you need to forgive yourself for the number of times you end up in a fear spiral. And then you need to be the big parent. You need to be the little me, big me, where little you is the one that's scared and big you is the one that's going to be okay. So you need to parent yourself really gently. So if a child is really, really scared, we comfort them, we distract them, and we reward them. It tends to be the three things that we do. Do that for yourself. If a child is feeling really, really scared, and when we comfort them, distract them, and reward them, they come out of it, we also tell them how brave they are, and we appreciate their courage. We need to appreciate our own courage a lot more than we do. We take on a lot in the run of a day that is unknown, that is unexpected, especially these days. But appreciating the courage it takes you to continue every single day in the face of that fear, that is something worth celebrating. So the three ways I really want you to attack your fears. Now, my way is to go jump into something that makes me happy. And even talking about this stuff has actually helped a little bit. It's helped alleviate some of my feelings of, oh no, what now? And I have a tendency of going really, really fast. Like there there was a period where I could go from anything, any situation to this is how I ruin my entire life. If any one piece falls apart, like I used to be a fear connoisseur and I'm, I've given most of that up now, but I tend to go do something that makes me happy. That's not backed by science. These three things are, but my, my go-to is to go do something productive that makes me happy. It also gives me that little sense of F you fear, I'm able to do this. But the three scientifically based ways that we're talking about specifically today, take a time out, sit with your feelings, even though it feels scary. Sit with them, maybe try some tapping. Feel your feelings all the way to the end. Give yourself enough time to get to the other side. Don't give you, I'm going to give myself five minutes and then I'm not going to be scared anymore. That's not how this works. Your brain will stop creating and propagating those hormones when it feels safe. Give it enough time to feel safe again. And then brain dump the thoughts you were having. Couple of disclaimers with all of this stuff. Obviously, this means that somebody actually hasn't broken into your house with a machete threatening to hurt you. And all of this are talking about those irrational fears, not the ones that are real that you need to be, you know, taking on right now. There's a fire that started. I don't want you sitting down and taking a time out, exercising and forgiving yourself. I'm talking about the fears that hold you back. Fear of judgment, fear of failure, fear of success. Um... Fear of taking too much on. Fear of not living up to your potential. Those kinds of fears. Fears of social environments. Fears where if the worst thing happens, it's still not the worst thing in real life. And fears that most likely will not come true anyway. Those are the fears that we're talking about today. So take a time out. Exercise and go hard, no matter what that means for you. For some people, a if especially if you're you've been sedentary for a while during the pandemic or whatever, and you haven't been out walking, go for a short like walk, run, walk, run, 
or walk, jog, walk, jog. You don't need to jump into something. What you're trying to do is distract your brain by using your body. And you get the benefits of exercise at the same time. And the third one, treat yourself as if you were a small child and a parent. Split yourself into big me and little me. And little me is the one that's scared and big me is going to take care of me. So as a as the ego person in here, I can say, I am big me, I'm the parent, I'm going to take care of the child that is scared, that is worried about rejection, that's worried about fear, that's worried about all of these things. And I'll take care of you the way I would take care of one of my own precious children, because I am also that valuable. Up next, we are going to keep talking a little bit about mental health, but the next one is going to be about managing your mental health while you are online. It is everything from doom scrolling to just seeing the amount of stress and negativity out there, especially during the pandemic, has caused mental health online to decline overall. We will be talking about that in the next episode. If your dreams are bigger than your budget, it is time to join the Kick-Ass Company membership site where we go deeper with in-depth video training on all areas of marketing, business, and mindset. You can head over to thekickasscompany.com and join for just $20 a month for 2020. And to get more kick-ass in your life, follow us at Hala Connected, that's H-A-L-A Connected on Facebook and Instagram. And if you like what you heard today, hit subscribe and leave us a review. Until next time, kick ass, take a break, and live on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Now put down your phone and start kicking ass.